0: Welcome to War Dove Podcast. Warring Dove International is a kingdom organization focused on building local and global partnerships, equipping ministry leaders, and raising up a company of warriors who, like a dove, have eyes to pursue one thing, the king. Thank you for tuning in today as our founder, Lisa McFarland, shares her message. Thank you for tuning in as we are launching our adventure series. Walking with God is much like going on an adventure and today Lisa McFarland will be sharing with you some helpful insights of how to successfully navigate this journey here on with God. We hope you enjoy.
1: I'm in the middle of a series called the adventure series in case you didn't figure it out. (laughs) And I'm excited. It's funny how God moves when you're not expecting it. And usually it's in a place that doesn't seem that significant with a group of people that doesn't seem that significant. You didn't know he was coming. You didn't know it was going to be like that. God just shows up like that. So I want to recap because maybe you haven't been here. And then I want to get to what God wants to speak tonight. I feel like I have a prophetic word tonight for this church. Amen. So a few weeks ago, I, I, I shared the story of how God said to me, I want you to buy this yellow bike. And I said to the Lord, what would I do with the bike? And the Lord said, I want you to buy it. So for months, I kept seeing this bike, and I was resisting the Lord. Isn't that often how we are? It, it's something so simple. It's not even that big of a deal, and yet we're, we miss it. And we resist the Lord. And so I finally said to God, look, if you want me to have that bike, you make somebody come up and give me the money to buy it. And it went even 24 hours later, man. Somebody walks right up to me and hands me that with a word or something. And it says, this is to buy something for yourself or something like that. I can't remember. But, it, but I was like, whoa. And I knew God's like, that's the bike. So I went and bought the bike and we got it out and me and Daniel and we were trying to f- fix it and get on it. And I haven't ridden a bike for like, I don't know, 35 years at least, I'm, I'm sure of it. And I was telling the Lord, I might fall down and break my arm or break my leg. I don't know, God, are you sure? So I get on the bike and there, it's, it's funny because I used to be the one holding the back of the bike teaching somebody else to ride. Now I'm getting back on the bike and I've got my, my students and my kids holding the back of the bike so I don't wreck. <laughs> I didn't wreck and God took care. In that, God began to speak to me and so we'll start here. That night, I gave the message, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. This relationship, an invitation to a deeper relationship with God and and getting to know him at an intimate level and experiencing his manifest love and the awesomeness of who he is. It's an invitation, but it's an adventure. And just like any adventure, you know, you you there comes the invitation. Do you want to go? You want to get on the boat? You know, you want to go on the trip, you want to go on the mission. Do you want to be involved and and you say yes. But the moment you say yes, you lose all control. <laughs> you know, you might have an expectation of what it's going to be like, but it's never going to be what you expect. That's why it's an adventure. Right? It's not all planned out. Even the person that's taking you on the venture, there's going to be some ups and there's going to be some downs. There's going to be some corkscrew turns. Isn't that right, Danny? When you get on those rides, you know, you're you're like, it's going to be fun, but you're going up, 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 and whoa, you know? And at the time, when you're going up, you're like, I don't know. And then some people love the going down and some people love the going up part. I don't like either one of them. I don't know why being thrown at the ground at 80 miles an hour is fun, but people like that. <laughs> right? They, they love it. They love being scared. They love the thrill. They love feeling out of control. You know, and in the natural, they're like, yeah, it's an adventure. Come on. But when it comes to the things of God, they want it all printed out. They want it to be boring and, and, all, and all like this. And so when we get to the part where we're going up and going down. People are like, hey, God, what's going on? And God's like, hey, I invited you on an adventure. You're on an adventure, you know? And and, and and this invitation to this friendship of God. And I didn't know that yellow meant friendship. Isn't that funny? It had to be a yellow bike. And I keep hearing that Queen song, I want to ride my bike. <laughs> and, 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 I want to ride my bike. I almost played it, but I felt like it might be sacrilegious. But you know, you know, but I, I was like, okay, God, I'm going to ride the bike. And the Lord said to me, Lisa, you know, I want you to go back like a child. And I want you to come to this place where you're willing to take a risk again. You remember when you saw somebody else riding the bike, you're like, I want to ride the bike. And you get on this bike and, and, you ha- and it's kind of wobbly and it's kind of wiggly. And you're not sure if you're going to fall, but you want to do it because everybody else is riding the bike. And you want to ride it without the training wheels. And you want to ride it without them holding on the back. So in this thing of it's an, inven- an adventure, right? First time was it's an adventure. We are going back to the future. God wants us to go back to the place of origin, back to the beginning when you had the excitement and the invitation came and the desire and the passion was there and you were burning your like You couldn't wait to go. You couldn't wait to experience it. You you know, remember the first time you spoke in tongues and the thrill of it. I remember Tirza when she spoke in tongues, Jill Austin laid hands on her right in kansas city and she spoke in tongues for almost like 24 hours non-stop they had to carry her home and put her in the bed and she was speaking in tongues full volume i remember when my brother got it he was jumping up and down like a jumping jack almost touching the ceiling with his head screaming and crying and laughing and rolling all over the floor you remember that god wants us not only to get on the bike but he wants us to go back to the future When the first moment you experience him, the first moment you hear his voice, there was an imprint and an impartation like a seed of love and excitement that was implanted into you. And, and when you go back there, it's like you're going back to being a kid, but really, when you go back to the, to the future, you go back to where you remember God, you'll see the future and you'll be catapulted forward. Except you become like a little child, you cannot enter in into the kingdom. And God wants us to go back and remember what it was like being a child, yeah. back to the point of origin, where God established the prototype, where God uh, was asking us to risk it, to try Trust him to go into total abandonment to be excited to be filled with passion and all of that and many times just like Christopher Columbus's men you know you get on this journey and the danger and the hardship and the wind's not blowing and it's hot and there's not much food and you wonder why did I get in this boat why did I join this church why did I say yes to God you know why am I in Kansas you know why is it so hard but I, want, I, I want to say this to you. God's saying, hey, you want to ride my bike? You remember. And God wants us to go back to the future and back to that time where we were excited about God. Because I'm telling you right now, God's about to restore that. <laughs> mm-hmm. God wants you to remember what it felt like to risk it and take a chance. Right? And I remember at that time period where God was calling me into this ministry we're doing now, I had this dream. I had a dream. I was in a car and I was driving and Jesus was sitting in the passenger seat. And there were all these people in the back of the van. This was in the early days when it was just me and Wheezy, right? And my kids. And I was driving and I remember before that I had gone to sleep. I had all this pressure. I don't know how to do this and I don't know how to do that. And we don't have this and we don't have that. We don't have this money. And I don't know if I'll, I'll probably screw it up. Are you sure, God, you should get somebody else? And in the stream, Jesus is sitting there and I'm driving down the road and, the, and it's kind of wobbly, you know? And I know I've told this story before, but I'm telling you again on purpose. You know why? Because you forget. You know why? Because I'm an apostle and I'm, I'm nailing it into you. I'm fastening the word inside of you and I'm doing it on purpose. It's not because I don't remember what I said because I have notes. I, I know exactly what I said. And in the stream. I, I'm saying I, I feel the wheels are wobbly and I remember in the day when I, I remember having a crash because the tire rod went out in my car and the wheel like that right and uh, and and I remember that's how I was driving and the lug nuts were coming off my tire and the wheel almost came off so I in my dream I said to the Lord I think something's wrong I think the wheels gonna come off and he said no it's not Lisa keep going and and it's still wobbly and I'm like are you sure God I think there's something wrong with this car I, and it's gonna we're gonna have a crash and it's gonna be my fault Everybody's going to get hurt. He says, keep going, Lisa. And, I, and it was wiggly, wiggly, wiggly. I'm like, really, God? I'm, I'm sure there's something wrong with this car. And I was concerned about the people, and I was concerned about what would happen. And all of a sudden, Jesus looks over at me, and he goes, Lisa, this is what it's like when you're learning to do this. I said, do what? Do the ministry. Next, you know, the scene changed, and I'm on a bicycle. It was probably yellow. I don't remember. And I'm riding on this bicycle, and Jesus has got the back of it. And I'm wobbly, and I'm riding along. And Jesus has just got his head back, laughing. <laughs> Come on, Lisa. Right? And he's laughing. And I'm not laughing. I'm upset. I'm like, are you? I, 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 you, know, you know how when you're scared and you're like, you're not. And he, they're laughing and you're not. And that's what it was. And I was getting mad that Jesus was laughing and having a good time. And I was stressed out. And all of a sudden he lets go. And I'm riding the bike. And I'm thinking, now you let go. Right? You remember when the first time somebody's holding the bike and they let go. And you're riding. And all of a sudden you look back and they're not there. You feel betrayed. <laughs> And all of a sudden, we're back in the van that I'm driving, and Jesus is back in there, and he's laughing hysterically. And I said, why are you laughing? And he goes, I love it, Lisa. You're going to be all right. You're just learning, and this is what it's like when people are learning. And all of a sudden, I feel all the pressure and all the stress lift off my shoulders and lift off of me because like a child, I was learning, and it's okay. We need to remember that our father loves us. He's not mad at us. He's not angry. We're learning. We're learning. And he's like a father holding the back of the bike going, come on, you can do this. God wants you to come on this adventure. Remember? It's an adventure. Then I preached the next week, the next service I preached on, it's a promise. It's a promise. You know, God invited Abraham to go on the greatest adventure. Go to, a, go to go somewhere and I'll tell you where you're going to go when you get there. Right? That's an adventure. How long will it take? I don't know. When will we get there? I don't know. What will it be like? I don't know. You know, I, I think that Christopher Columbus's men were probably crazy. We're going to the new world. Where is it? I don't know. How long will it take to get there? I don't know. What will be there when we get there? I don't know. You want to go? Yeah, sign me up. You know, and it's kind of like becoming a Christian or falling in love with Jesus. What will it be like? It'll be awesome. What does that mean? I don't know. Will there be hardship? Probably. It's an adventure. That's what adventures are. It's up and down, crunching your teeth and laughing your head off and your heart pounding quick and disappointment and fear and, ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> There's something about us because God made us this way that you know you can't, you got to have it. So don't sit there and act like you know you're in this church because you're one of those crazy people because you like adventure you, you know you you like the extreme you like drama some of you like drama too much right it's an adventure but it's also a promise not only did God give Abraham an invitation in Genesis and all of that that came with that that I preached but he also gave him a promise hey I'm going to be with you I'm going to make your children like the stars and like the sands. I'm going to cause your name to be great. I'm going to bless you, and through you, all families of the earth will be blessed. It's not just an adventure. It's a promise. Right? It's a promise. And so, as you remember, we talked about the things that God had promised Abraham along this adventure. You know, I'm sure that Christopher Columbus promised them all gold and wealth, you know. Uh, 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 the thing is though people can't always keep their promises but God always does Amen. and in that if you remember I said it's an adventure it's a promise and in that God will give you a promise and then you'll be tested by the word of the Lord remember that? Joseph was tested by the word of the Lord until it came to pass Psalm says uh, Psalms 105 verse 8 it says he remembers his covenant forever the word he commanded for 1000 generations for he remembered his holy promise given to a servant abraham because god promised abraham he was going to do it and and, but you're going to be tested remember it's an adventure there's gonna be some ups and some downs some highs and some lows the thing about it though because it's an adventure you know the whole purpose of an adventure is that it's fun eventually Eventually you get the prize and the reward you get somewhere. And you're like, whew, that was hard but I'm so glad I did it. Right? This is an adventure. This is not just a trial after trial after trial or tear after tear after tear or punishment. No, this isn't an adventure. An adventure and it's a promise. And what God has said to you, he's going to bring to pass. He's going to test you. What does that mean? There's going to be times that it's going to come down pretty low. But then... I don't have time to preach this again, so I'll just say it this way. Every single time that the promise of God was tested in Abraham's life, he would come to the point where God said, You're gonna, I'm going to protect you. And then Pharaoh took his wife. You remember that? What well, God, I thought you said you were going to protect me. Uh, Pharaoh's got my wife. When you get to the place that God's word is being tested, and you come to this low place on the adventure, guess what? You're being upgraded. Do you remember that? You're being upgraded. So not only does God, God says, yes, I know what I said about Sarah. I know what I said to you about protecting you. I am protecting you. And And he puts a dream on Pharaoh and they come out of Egypt very wealthy. Right? He he, he tells him, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And every time that promise was tested, Abraham, not only did God keep his promise, but then God would raise the ante. God would upgrade the promise. When you come to a place of testing, and you come to a place that it's like you were up and now you're down, and it looks like the promise of God is lost somewhere, and that God doesn't remember what he said, you should start laughing your head off. Right? Blessed are you when men persecute you and revile you and see all men are of evil against you for my name's sake. For what? Great. For great is your reward in heaven. So you're being tested because you're being upgraded. You're being upgraded. And if you want to catch that sermon, you'll have to catch it several times. God brings him to a place with Lot, with Sarah, with the baby, you know, testing with Isaac. And every time it looks like God is not going to keep his promise, God will bring you to that place right to the edge. It's like you go right up to the top of the roller coaster. Right? And you think, oh... And you're not in control. You don't have the timing. You don't have all the specifics. You don't get to negotiate. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Once you get in that car and they strap you in, I know because I rode the Vortex, you're not going to get off. It's a ride. And once you strap in, you're committed. And you said yes to God a long time ago when he invited you on this adventure. And he made a covenant and he gave a promise to you. If he didn't, if he said it, will he not do it? Are the promises of God not yes and amen? God is not slow as some people think. A man, When a man sows that, will he also reap? And that and that God is not slack concerning his promises. And that God keeps in mind his covenant that it will always stand. That God for a thousand generations will remember his promise to a servant Abraham you remember that and I preached the story about Zacchaeus because not only is it an adventure it's a promise but it's also it's love it's love you know sometimes when I remember and my dad wanted me to ride on the roller coaster at Kings Island and I hate roller coasters. I hate heights. Right? Most prophets are afraid of heights. It's hilarious. You know? And I and I thought, okay, I can do it for my dad. My dad wants me to do this. So I'm going to do it for my dad. And I get strapped in. I've never been on a roller coaster before, so I have no idea what it's about to happen to me. Otherwise, I would have never said yes. And often, that's what God does. He commits you to the unknown, because he, if you knew, you would say no. And in the heat of passion, he gives you this invitation for adventure and you say yes and he promises you everything's going to be okay but he doesn't promise you it's going to be easy but he doesn't promise you it's going to be exciting and that he's going to be with you so my dad was with me no doubt and I'm strapped in when we got to the top of that thing I thought what was I thinking let me off this thing but my dad wanted me to go on this adventure because he loved me He wanted me to experience the passion and the thrill and and the the, the feeling of excitement and adventure that was in his heart. And that's why God wants you to ride the bike. That's why God wants you to get on the ride. That's why God has invited you. He wants you to feel what's in his heart. And sometimes in his heart, it's like, whoa, and sometimes it's crying, and sometimes it's, it's joy and sometimes it's sadness. Sometimes it's passion and sometimes it's anger. And in this adventure, God is, has an invitation for a deeper relationship with him. And you're going to have to go back to the point of origin of the future. What did God say when you started out? Because it's an adventure. It's a promise and it's love. It didn't feel like love, God. I thought you said I was going to have a baby. It's been like almost 100 years. I thought you said I was going to have kids like the sands on the seashore. And I only got one kid. Hey God, I thought you were going to make me rich. And there's like a famine. And we have to go down to Egypt. You know, I, I always used to tell God, are you sure? This doesn't feel like love. You said you love me, but it doesn't feel like love. It doesn't look like love. Really? From where I'm at, maybe not, but you know, from where God's at, it looks a lot like love. It is an adventure. It is a promise. And it is love. It is love. It is love. Often God will withhold and pull things back because he knows how you are. You get used to it. You get in a pattern. You get bored. So God has to take you through the valley. God has to take you through the desert. God has to take you through a, the dark place, so that you can you can uh, learn what it feels like, and then and be excited again. He knows how we are. He, but not just that. It's not just the learning. It's that He wants you to ride the bike or get in this relationship or this adventure, so you can be a partner with Him and and experience Him and feel what He feels and see what He sees. He's inviting you to friendship. So it's an adventure. It's a promise. It's love. It's love, right? And I preached about Zacchaeus and, you know, that God came and and touched Zacchaeus because it says, surely he is a son of Abraham, right? Zacchaeus was a tax collector and all the people are looking at Zacchaeus and they're thinking he's this he's that he's not this he's not that he's short he's a sinner he's a sinner right but Zacchaeus climbs a tree because he wants to see Jesus and Jesus comes and says hey yo Zacchaeus come down I'm going to your house. And and he hears the people and they're all griping and they're all muttering. And and Jesus says this statement, something about I'm going to the house because surely he is a son of Abraham. Because Psalms 105 says that God for 1,000 generations will remember his promise, his covenant love to Abraham you're here today because God has invited you on adventure but he made a promise to Abraham and he loved Abraham and so because he loved Abraham and made a promise and Abraham accepted the invitation for adventure you're here today it's an adventure it's promise it's love but tonight I want to speak about this it's big it's big what's big? everything it's big It's big. It's big. What's big? Everything's big. It's all much bigger than you think. Right? It's much bigger than you think. I know that when God spoke to Abraham... You know, in Genesis, and he began to say to him, "I promise that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that." You know, Abraham was thinking it was going to be this; uh, he was thinking it was going to be that. And oftentimes, like Abraham or like Sarah or like Zacchaeus or like David or or like John the Baptist, we see something or we hear something from God, and we think we know what it means. It's an adventure. It's a promise. It's love. But really God wants to say, <laughs> no, it's big. It's big. How big? Bigger than what you can imagine. You know, no eye has seen, no ear has ever heard, nor has the thoughts of men ever entered into what God has for us. Right? It's beyond. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So as the heavens are above the earth, so my thoughts are higher than above yours. Right? That God wants us to expect more to believe for more, to hope for more. Why? Because God's love is big. Because God's word is big. Because God's promises are big. Because God's heart is big. Because the future is big. It's big. What? Whatever God said to you, I promise you, I'm sure that it's much bigger than you can imagine or that you can grasp or that you've drawn out or you've written in your journal or that you've uh, dreamed about or envisioned or asked God or interceded or fasted for. It's bigger than that. Why is it taking so long? Because it's big. Why is God withholding or stepping back? Because it's big. Why hasn't it happened yet? Because it's big. Why am I being tested? Because it's big. Because it's big. And God wants you to expect more. God wants you to expect more. I know that in the, in the book of Mark, there were, there were these guys and they were all preaching with Jesus. And, and Jesus said, go give them something to eat. And they came and they said, you know what? All we have... All we have is, is is two fish and five loaves. Go get my stuff. Two two fish and five little loaves. You know, and what they were looking at and what they were seeing was you know two little fish because it's probably about the size that they were carrying in there. It wasn't like a big fish. It was a little fish. Two fish and five loaves. And you know, sometimes that's what we see. They're looking. Well, there's just two fish, and there's like a there's like you know four thousand people, Jesus. How can we feed 4,000 people with two little fish? But this is what I want to say to you. What you see sometimes is what you get. That's why God's not giving it to you. It's big. You have not because you asked not. Or because you're asking because you're selfish. And often we're asking small. And we're asking selfishly. And God wants us to expect more. And God wants to envision and see what he sees. So bring me my fish. Remember that? On Sunday I brought this fish to Pastor Chris and I said, Hey, here's your fish. Right? I was up up in Montana here, give it to him. It's big. It's big. It's it's not it's not it's not this. Go back for the other. It's not this. This is not this is small. This is a small fish. This is a big fish. It's not this. It's this. Right? It's big. It's big. That's why it's taken so long. That's why it's so hard. It's big. Trust me. If you have a baby, a big baby is harder. It takes longer. It's big. It's big. Not this, right? Not this. This. It's big. Did I say it was big? It was big. You know. And 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 sometimes when we think that God is going to give us a bike, this is what we envision. Oh, something I can hold, something I can carry around, something that I can I can control, I can manipulate, I can understand, I can wrap my mind around it. You know, I want to ride my bike, right? And and, 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 and I can explain it, I can hold it out and show people. Hey, you know, hey. I, I laugh when people come and, 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 and they've seen me out in the world. They come here and say, this is your church. And you can see the look and I know what they're thinking. And I say, mm, no, my church is global. Mm-hmm. And you can see them go, this is not my bike. Right? Amen. This is a small bike. What God means is bike. <laughs> bike. Right? And I want you to think about the things that God said to you and what God wants to be big in your life tonight. I'm provoking you to faith. I'm provoking you to expectation and desire, godly jealousy. What has God said to you, right? Not what you imagined, not what someone else said. What has God said? And God's word might be testing you. For a season, like Joseph, until God's word comes to pass. But you know what? What happens is when it doesn't happen the way we thought it was, we downsize our vision. Right? We 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 shrink it down to it's manageable, to it's achievable on my own. Right? And then we try to write it, and and it's not working because we weren't made for that. That's too small. I grew, I outgrew this bike. I can't ride this bike. Right? And we get to the place where it's big. It's an adventure. It's a promise. It's love. And it's, it's big. It's big. It's much bigger. I want to talk to you tonight about God's word. You know, I talked about the adventure and I talked about the promise. But you know what? When God speaks like a seed, it's going to come to pass. In the seed, there's the ability to bring it to pass. Even in that, when God says it,
0: Thank you so much for listening to Warring Dove International's podcast. To find out more about our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at wardoves.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time on our next episode.